Praise the Lord and good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Narda Goodson Ministries teaching broadcast. Amen. I am Narda Goodson, your host, and tonight I have a word in my belly. I believe this word is going to speak straight into your situation tonight, and this word will transform your life if you apply the principles of God's word through faith and obedience. We have been going five weeks strong, amen, and many of you have been sailing the seas with me, and I want to pause for a moment and just say thank you for your support, for your encouragement, and definitely your prayers. I have heard from so many of you that I am less simply amazed and inspired, so thank you so much. God bless you. God is enlarging our tent here at NGMI, and, and as we set you know, ourselves to blow in his direction. Amen. Wherever he leads, we're going to follow. So let's just shoot straight into praise so that we can hear our Father reveal his heart to us tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, here we are with open hearts and attentive ears. Expose your heart and your mind to us once again. Fill our hearts. Quench our, our fears and fill our lives. Respond from heaven tonight. Rescue us from the mire. Don't let us sink and deliver us from our foes and from the deep waters, God. Don't let the floods engulf us or the depths swallow us up. Answer us, O oh God, because many of us are waiting for answers tonight. Let your loving kindness ever be true because you are good, you are kind, and you are full of compassion. Hide not your face from your servants tonight, O oh God, because yes, many are in distress. Answer us speedily. Draw near to our soul and redeem us by your word. Let your salvation protect us tonight, O oh God, for we will praise your name in song and exalt you with thanksgiving through the good times and through the bad times. And now I ask, God, that you shatter our ignorances with your knowledge, pulverize our ideologies, tear down our theories, strip us of religious habits and rituals that are powerless, that are meaningless, that are fruitless, God, and replace them with your word and the knowledge of your truth, Father. And with this knowledge, give us understanding. Let wisdom be multiplied and let it blanket over us like a shield to protect the knowledge that will pour out from heaven tonight. Inscribe and see, and sear your words into our hearts and keep it from being stolen by these vultures who come to steal away immediately the words sown into our hearts. Holy Spirit, seal this word as we give ourselves to you. And Father, I submit myself to your Lordship. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher and I am only a vessel. Teach us tonight and reveal yourself to us through your word. In Yeshua's name, the name that is above every name, glory to God. Amen and amen. I titled uh, the thought that I, I felt the Lord impress on my heart tonight. And I titled it, My Worship is My Warship. My Worship is My Warship. And I want to ask your question tonight. And as I do, I want you to close your eyes and begin to visualize, okay? Use your imagination. Have you ever laid on a raft at the beach? And while on the raft and while you're on the water, you closed your eyes for just a little bit 
But then when you opened your eyes, all of a sudden you found yourself pulled out into the deep further than you intended to be. And Lord help you if you couldn't swim, okay? Emotional, mental, and psychological frustration operate just like the slow, subtle uh, rhythm of the waters. If you stay on the emotional raft long enough, it will subtly float you out so far from the shorelines that by the time you realize it, you've gone too far. And now you're really out there. You're out there for everyone to see. The Word of God must be the gatekeeping filter of the mind by which anything enters. If we fail to safeguard the entrance of its doors, we will find ourselves confused, and somewhere off course. Isaiah 26 and verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So our peace, right, is contingent on how we respond. If we keep our mind stayed on him, we'll avoid the struggle and pain of, of having to, you know, paddle back. And because we don't skip lessons with God, it'll be back to the sandbox we go each time to be tried and tested again and again and again. The armor and the tools that God has given to us, they are faultless. They don't need a warranty because they are specifically and powerfully equipped to keep us anchored and afloat against the raging winds and, and, and any crisis of life that will blow from time to time because it will come, storms will come. So the question then remains is this, what broke? What has inwardly and spiritually snapped, crackled, and popped? When, when, I, when you find yourself or when I find myself somewhere out there, it's time to check our float for, for some spiritual breaches and leaks. You see, some of you are in a really dark place in your journey. In your waiting on God process, you have become overwhelmed, worrisome, and fearful. And, and you know, some of you are about, you know, about to, to lose it. You're about to snap. Because you can feel the tug of the undercurrents of life sweeping you away into an even darker, gloomier dungeon. You know, I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight, but I know the depths and the power of being dragged by the undercurrents of fear. So I'm not coming to you from a philosophical or a theological viewpoint. You see, your, your life is way too important to God. And I'm not coming out from a book, you know, from book knowledge or head knowledge. But what I am coming in is in the power and the strength of the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 51, 53 and verse 1 says, it actually asks, who has believed our report? Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Because you see, the arm of the Lord has been revealed to me during a time in my life when I was held hostage by this evil force. And yes, even as a child of God, I know firsthandedly what it is to be a prisoner of fear, to be paralyzed, immobilized. And so my mission tonight is to go into enemy camp and rescue those who have fallen trapped to this horrible and tormenting pit. Because when you look to the left, closed. When you look to the right, not enough. When you look behind you, canceled. And when you look in front of you, 
impossible. In this season of waiting, God wants us to be aware of his word. We can do two things while we are in the waiting process. We can choose to worry or we can choose to, wor- to worship. Our wait is part of God's divine process. Trust me, he knows exactly where you are. But although waiting, you know, it can be difficult and even painful, it teaches patience. And patience makes room to receive the peace of God in one's life that will help to peaceably navigate you through the oceans of many ruthless, unforeseen uncertainties. It also allows room for growth in the stretching of the faith. It opens the doors for miracles. Without patience and without peace, we will become worrisome. And as our, as our faith begins to hopelessly dwindle and becomes weakened by the cares that choke out any word remaining within us, you see, hearts become ill when we worry. They dwindle, you know, when hope begins to dwindle, the heart becomes weakened. And you see, we may know what God's word has declared about who we are and our situation, but if we fail to implement action to our faith, we will still be worrywarts, which is an ungodly root the Lord desires to pluck out of our lives. And just why? Why is worry so ungodly? Because it is the opposite of faith that kills any kind of trust and hope in God. Worry is the cancer to faith. This is why the word of God tells us that fear brings torment. So when you worry, you begin to open the door for torment to come in now. And see, the devil has a uh, a ball with you. It eats you piece by piece and bit by bit until you are totally peaceless, wasted, and worn. It will eat you from the inside out. But I've come to tell you tonight, hallelujah, that there is hope and that the purpose for this message tonight is to bring hope to your situation. Because despite the weight and the force of the opposition you may be facing, if we choose to worship, it will turn our words into anointed waves that will declare a holy war to counterattack and consume everything that is negative and contradictory to what the Lord God has already already declared. Amen? Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It reads, For just as rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return without watering the earth, making it bud and sprout and providing seed to sow and food to eat, so my word, this is what God is saying, so is my word that proceeds from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and it will prosper where I send it. When you worship, your vessel of worship worship and praise transforms into a warship, a battleship of faith and hope with a navigating compass of Yeshua's light leading and pointing the way through dark passages and tunnels. When we choose to worship, we will then encounter the real God kind of peace that's mentioned in Scripture, the one that truly passes all understanding. And in the calmness of spirit from the raging waters flooding within us and around us, guess what? We will hear God speak. 
speak to our hearts. Glory to God. So while the Lord has you sailing in the waiting process, go ahead and worship. Remember, Yeshua is the Prince of Peace. Give him full reign to, to lead your vessel straight into victory. The Bible recounts to us a story about two men of God who when they worshiped and praised God in the midst of their pain, in the midst of their trouble and in their crisis, they caused heaven. It caused heaven. The praise and the worship caused heaven to respond and move upon the earth. This account is taken in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas were in jail. You see, they had been beaten. They were bound. They couldn't go anywhere. They were stuck. But even after being whipped by the jailers, their current situation couldn't keep them from singing the praises of God. Hallelujah. You see, their feet had been clapped with chains. And this meant that they couldn't physically move forward. The chains stopped them dead in their tracks. Their mission was halted. Their purpose would seem to have been blocked, but oh, they still had a mouth. And their mouth was a two-edged sword. It was in the midst of their agony that they sang and they worshipped that even the prisoners in the jailhouse could hear them. Talk about jailhouse rock, right? Hear me, beloved of God. You royal diadem apple of my father's eye, I want you to hear me good. Your midnight hour is not for you, but for those imprisoned around you. You see, people are watching what you are confessing. They are listening to what you're saying, whether you know it or not, or whether you see them or not. They are watching. They are watching to see if this God that you so harp and brag about is the same God that can deliver you. And in verse 26, it goes on to say that suddenly, suddenly a strong earthquake shook the foundations of the prison, and at once all the doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. Hallelujah. Not just Paul and Silas's you know, chains and doors open, but everyone else in the, in the jailhouse. What midnight hour are you facing tonight? What has beaten and whipped you so that has left you bound and enchained tonight? I want you to know that there is something you can do that will break the neck of the enemy. You see, your praise and your worship have enough dunamis power to not just break you loose from the chains that bind you, but to break others loose too. You may ask, how is that even possible? Well, I'm glad you asked because they will get to witness the power of God that is on your lips manifested in your life. Many of them are in the same boat with you. Hear me. They are sailing a similar voyage. Remember Joseph, the butler, and the baker. They are encamped within the confinement of the same prisons you have found yourself in. You are there as a living epistle. Yes, you are the Bible some people have not read, and you are an example to show them the way out. So don't waste this moment. Don't miss this opportunity to minister the light of God that will shine in the darkness that has enveloped you. Be still, beloved of God. The Lord, he is strong and mighty. And it will be in the midnight hour of your praise and worship that he will show up. You see, there is something about the midnight hour. The midnight hour is an hour of transition. It is breaking from night to day. It's, coming, it's going from darkness to light. Someone's midnight hour is in transition. You have fasted. You've prayed. You've waited. 
You have endured with all hope up here gone. You have held hope against hope. You have withstood the test of time. You didn't let go, though many tears you've cried. Even in the obscurities of your night seasons, you held to God as your source, and you kept believing, you keep claiming, you keep declaring and speaking to the chaos and to the nothings around you. Hear me good, because I hear the clock tick-tock, tick-tock. The tick has sailed you in, but the talk of your expansion and your advancement has come, says the Lord. The stroke of breakthrough is about to manifest. Can you see it, child of God? Can you sense the move of the wind? Can you feel the wind of God blowing? Child of God, the Lord never goes out on a negative, and neither will you, because he will allow you to. Your trial is just a testing. It's a purging, a going through. I told you before that the sounds of the wind and the the flashing of the waves against your boat are nothing more than classroom props. And now you shall behold and see the salvation of the Lord. Be encouraged and look up. God is about to break the chains that are keeping you tied up and bound up and shut down and disabled. God is there with you, and he will not fail you. Just open your mouth and give him praise right in the midst of it, because those shackles are breaking in Yeshua's name. And when it happens, don't forget to testify and give God the glory and the honor. Mark eleven twenty three says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Hear the word of the Lord. He shall have whatsoever he saith. I want to leave you with a song of Narda, just like, you know, songs of Solomon. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer, too. And it's entitled, My Worship is My Worship. Worshiping releases my love, my praise, my faith to the God of my salvation. My worship releases into the air a sanguine atmosphere that creates and builds within me a mighty fortress roundabout of confidence and hope. My worship establishes strength and keeps my feet from being taken. My worship unveils my father's heart to mine. It gathers wisdom and understanding for the mission ahead. My worship is my warship that enables me to cross the uncharted waters and tread through dangerous seas. My worship contains the fuel that ignites and propels my advancement. Expect to see the move of God when your worship is fueled with worship. Once again, Father, I have delivered your word to your people. I have obeyed your voice. Now, Lord, sanctify them through your truth, for thy word is truth. And I pray tonight that every, every word spoken fell on good ground. And, Father, I seal this word into the hearts of your people. I pray that the cares of this world will not choke the life of the seeds that dropped tonight but that this word will remain and it will take root and grow mightily because week after week your people are being strengthened and your people are being edified and none shall be lost. 
for we are not only hearers of your word, but we are doers. Hallelujah. I don't ever want to close this program without extending an invitation to pray. To pray for anyone who does not know Yeshua, you might know him as Jesus. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Friend, tomorrow is not promised to any of us. You may not know this Yeshua that I speak of tonight, and you may be on the line, or you will hear the replay. But like many traveling through the oceans of life, life has been brutal to you. And I want you to know that God the Father loves you. But our sins and our rebellion against God and his word is what keeps us separated from him. But Yeshua is calling you tonight. He's saying, come. He says, I am the door to the Father. No man comes to the Father except through me. Salvation and eternal life is a gift, and it's made available to anyone who repents, who believes and confesses that Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord, and that he died and rose from the dead to save mankind. This gift that I, I speak of tonight, it cannot be earned through good deeds. You, you can't just merit it by being good. It is a matter of faith and trust in a loving Savior. And if you would like to receive Yeshua into your heart, please pray this prayer with me. Amen. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Yeshua. Your word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you right here and right now. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash and cleanse me in your blood. I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord over my life. And according to your word, I now confess with my mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead. I confess and declare that Yeshua is Lord of my life as of today. I thank you for the gift of salvation through the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. And by faith, I now receive this gift of eternal life. In Yeshua's name, I am saved. Amen and amen. If you have prayed this prayer with your whole heart, I want to welcome you into the family of God. This is, yes, the beginning of a new journey, a new you. God has now redirected your ship of life, but you need to be discipled. You need to be somewhere where you can grow and where you can learn. And we would love to connect with you. If you don't have a home church and live in the North Texas region, Grayson County specifically, I recommend to you God's House of Faith and Worship Center, located at 320 North Travis Street in Denison, Texas. This is a biblically sound and thriving ministry that I love and trust. From time to time, I will also um, uh, share with you other ministries in, in other states, and I'll get their addresses so that I can uh, share that with you. Please use the contact links on our social media pages or website to let us know your testimony and how this ministry is influencing your life. To learn more, please visit www.nardagoodson.com. Thank you for tuning in to Narda Goodson Ministries Teaching Broadcast. I am Narda Goodson, your host. 
Be sure to tune in next week at 9 p.m. Central Time for another powerful, life-changing, burden-removing, yoke-destroying, anointed Word of God where Yeshua is Lord and of His kingdom there shall be no end. Good night.